Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 27 of the Worship Leader Probs Podcast. Brought to you by Planning Center Online. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah, it 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 was so funny, like listening to us back, and I was like, "Dang, we really did get sponsored, didn't we?" We did. I got cold chills when I just heard you say that. <laughs> well, I mean, it is my golden voice, but <laughs> so golden. Yeah. So we uh, again are very excited to be partnered up with Planning Center Online. And if you're not using Planning Center, I'm just going to say it again. Like, really, you need to consider it. Do It'll it, be man. some of the best m- budget money you're, you you will spend. Um, the services module is just like fantastic. And I honestly don't know if you're doing church without it, like you just don't know what you're missing. Uh, but then they have so many other apps that are just so fantastic. And so, uh, we rolled out a new thing the last couple of weeks where we're having all our volunteers check in. Um, and then when they check in through planning center, it automatically will, uh, count all of their attendance and when they served and it goes into all their records and it is just so fantastic of a tool to be able to uh, care for your people and to know what's going on. And so it's, yeah, just awesome. So we're just so excited to be a part of that. Absolutely. They're killing it, man. When I started in ministry, uh, writing a, a three-month schedule, <clears throat> excuse me, writing a three-month schedule was about a three-day endeavor. Oh, my goodness. Uh, involving letters and Excel spreadsheets and mail and all oh that stuff. Goodness. I can now... On the services module, I can schedule three months and 15 minutes. Dang. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's, when I first uh, got into this whole worship ministry thing and when I was the worship pastor's assistant, I remember when we figured out the whole phone bridge thing and we thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so for our younger people that maybe don't know, so the way we used to get rehearsals and stuff out is I would write a pre-recorded message. I'd call a phone number. And you would go ahead and give that message and then it would call everybody and that message would go to everyone. And so we just thought that was like the coolest thing. And then when we moved on to, um, we opened up like a secure backdoor to the server where people could log in and actually get the music. They just thought that was like insane. So it's incredible. You need to do it. So now that you don't spend three days, like making the schedule, what the heck do you do? Do you just sit in your office now? And Oh yeah, man. Sit in my office and just... <laughs> Ponder the deep longings of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, speaking of po- speaking of pondering, have you seen Endgame yet? I have. This uh, we will be spoiler free because I would I would rage if somebody spoiled it on me. But mm. I just I'm just curious. What'd you think? I, I I thought it was fantastic. I laughed. I cried. I cried for joy. I cried for sorrow. I. I mean, I thought it was really, really exceptional. Absolutely. And that's long. Like if you haven't seen it, it's a little longer, a little longer movie. Just a, 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 a tip from somebody who's seen it. If you have the option of going during the day, uh, I would highly encourage that because when I went, uh, it was a Friday during the day, like about lunchtime. And there were like 20 people in the theater. See now you're 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 blessed and highly favored because we went on thir- on Friday with a couple of the pastors I work with, 
and we rolled up on six school buses oh. of elementary school kids. And we were like, wow, this is the best elementary school trip ever. Well, we found out they were going to see the Penguins movie. Oh, they're good. But, <laughs> but six, they had six movie theaters opened up for these guys to be able to go see Penguins. And good it night. was it was chaos in the theater. But so I saw it twice in 12 hours. Wow. Commitment and I, right there. It, yeah. And then I hope to see it again tomorrow. Like I've told you guys, like I'm a I'm a ginormous nerd and I just don't care anymore. Like I love my Star Wars. I love my Marvel Universe. Like, I just, I'm literally right now, as we're recording this podcast, I have Twitch up on my TV and I'm watching Ninja try to qualify for the World Cup. Like, I'm a nerd and I just don't care. There were at least four things that you just said that I don't have any <laughs> idea what they are. <laughs> Which ones? Uh, Okay, what was, you said you have something on Tw- Twitch. Twitch. Okay, I've heard you talk about it, but I don't know what that is. Twitch. I don't know who Ninja Ninja is, and oh, what sort of cup is he? The he world or she. Ninja is he, and he's the, going for the World Cup in a video game called Fortnite. So this is a video game thing. Yeah. So Twitch is like a streaming site where people will broadcast themselves playing video games, and so. Wow. So let me I mean, know when the World Cup for Donkey Kong <laughs> is on, and I will log on and watch that. <laughs> will it be on like Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. So how were services this week? Everything go, go all right? Yeah, services were good. Um, you know, the week after Easter is, uh, you know, you're always wondering, are all those, any of those people going to come back who were with you yeah. the week before? and. Um, it was good. It, uh, really good, solid team this weekend. And, and, uh, I feel like, um, you know, the people came ready to worship. Uh, it was great. Um, we have a, uh, kind of an initiative, uh, in our church that, you know, kind of relates to evangelism. That is a a big push right now. And cool. So pastors spoke on that this weekend and it was, it was good. It was a good weekend. How about you? That's awesome, dude. Great. We, uh, we saw some decent attendance and the word of God was preached and the worship was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. overall, I mean, just another really encouraging, encouraging weekend. So that's awesome. Glad to hear it. Yeah, dude. Very, 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 very exciting. So well, dude, you ready to get into the first segment of our podcast that we like to call Per Concerns? So each week on the Worship Leader Props podcast, we always get so excited when we see that we have something in our inbox on in our email, because typically that means that somebody has sent us one of their prayer concerns. And so in all of our churches, we've got a connection card, a welcome card, whatever you might call it in your uh, in your context. But uh, my church, we call it the connection card. So it's a place where people can give us their information. And always on the back of our cards, we got a place where it says, how can we be praying for you? Well, unfortunately, most people will see that and think this is where I could put all my concerns or all the things that I think they're not doing right in their church. And so uh, you guys have been faithfully sending into us those moments that you get those on your cards. And so uh, we like to read those here on the podcast. And so, Mr. Props, what do we got this week? This week, I have seven. Oh, that makes me so happy. Seven concerns to uh, lay before the nation. So, okay, let's go. Here's number one. This guy sent he sent an actual picture of the card. We we won't share that because it has some of the church info on it. But okay. the volume of worship was a little too loud. Not saying we need to whisper, but 
somewhere between shouting to the Lord and freight train would work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think I, I count at least three misspellings in that. So that's, that's good. fantastic. That's good. That's good. That's fantastic. We, we, when we did our good Friday service, it was like an acoustic pulled back thing. And a gentleman who likes to complain often about our sounds, like, you know, this is supposed to be a reverent service, right? And so, you know, I do my normal loving on him thing. And so I think when next time he does it, I'm going to ask him, be like, bro, what do you think the volume likes going to be like in heaven? Do you think people are going to be like real reserved and pulled back? Or are they going to be like in such jubilation that they are with the creator for eternity right. that it's just going to be like loud and in your face? Going for it, man. Yeah. Going for it. Okay. Here's number two. After service, after service, I was talking to someone who was lamenting the fact that we don't sing, sing, sorry, we don't sing hymns like he likes anymore. I asked what hymns he likes, and he named a few, including "Be Thou My Vision." I said, uh, "We did "Be Thou My Vision" earlier in the service today," and he said, "Yeah, but you sang it too slow. I like it fast." <laughs> Oh, man. Dude, have I ever told you the story? Um, my wife and I were coming to church just just as a, as a couple that day because I had full volunteers and so uh, was just coming on Sunday for service. So service gets over, first service. I stand up. The people in front of me turn around and go, why is the worship pastor so loud all the time? And so I kind of explain, like, well, philosophically, he's usually singing the melody, and that's what we want the people to be singing. And so we make sure that the melody is up so you can easily follow along. And so they didn't like my answer, but I had an answer for him. We literally walked halfway across the sanctuary, and another couple comes up to me, and the wife grabs me by the arm and says, why is the worship pastor not louder? Right. That is With it, welcome to ministry. Yeah, like literally within 20 seconds of each other, I got the polar opposite complaint. Same service, same experience, same room, same worship leader. Yep. I hate it. Someone, I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, that just. And we me. wonder why all of us in ministry need counseling. Oh, right. <laughs> that's right. I'll take some. Table for one, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> all right. Number three, this lady will come up every couple of weeks to the booth and tell me to turn the music down. So I'll use an empty fader that I keep up just for her and pull it down in front of her for visual approval. I'm the lighting guy. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a boss move right there, man. Oh, that's my one of my favorite things. I was I was mixing at the experience conference and somebody was on stage that I was mixing and they're like, oh, can you pull down whatever frequency out of my monitor? And I was like, yeah, dude, no problem. I didn't even get my hand to the console yet. And he said, oh, that's so much better. And I'm like, um, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, my word. By the way, okay, sidebar. If, I, if you're ever mixing for me somewhere and I, yeah. start, I start calling out frequencies for you to change, yeah. just throw punch me, man. I'm just going to yell into the microphone. I will put you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will put you on blast on the podcast. There you go. There you go. Okay, I think this is number four. I lost count, but this is, I think, number okay. four. We sang The Old Rugged Cross recently, and I got criticized that Brad Paisley's version was better. My bad. I didn't know my part-time experience was to hold a flame to this man's entire career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, number five. I'm the bass player. No one ever tells me anything. Actually, one time the pastor high-fived me and told me good job on a week that I wasn't playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Come on, fam. Oh, that is. So good. Okay, number six. You're not the most skilled, but I love your passion. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a backhanded compliment. Oh, my gosh. Can you ever picture a situation where you would say that to somebody? Um, No, I can't. I I can't either. I'm not closer to anybody than I am to my wife. And I would not say that to her, ever. Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so here's number seven, the last one. Okay. My friend who plays drums can really get into the music. And an old lady came up to him and said if he didn't keep it down, she would spank him. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. He's going to get a spanky. Yowzers, man. Ugh. That, that's fantastic. Oh, man. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Um, if you'd like us to read one of yours that you have, hey, here's here's the deal. We promise we'll never read your name, your church's name. We're fully anonymous. But if you'd like to send something in to be read, um, you can go to info at worshipleaderprobs.com. Send us an email uh, with the prayer concern in it. Or you can even go to our website at www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the MVP tab and just use that same form for filling out the um, prayer concerns. So again, thank you so much for being a part of that with us. Absolutely, man. Thanks for sending. They're sending in some very rich content. They're very good. They're very, very good. And by the way, okay, okay, we are knocking on the door of Ooh, so close 46,000 followers on Instagram. We're and so the goal is the 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 next goal not the end goal but the next goal is 50,000 not the end game okay so the goal is 50 so you know what we need you to do okay we need you to keep telling your friends tell your teams share the memes put them in your stories do whatever you can do to help us get to 50 and we're going to reveal me lower your expectations we're going to reveal me and then we're going to we're going to hit the ground running with some cool, cool, cool stuff. So yes, please keep doing that. And please, uh, I think Jeremy shared last week, one of the really important things is getting the analytics for the podcast out there. Right. And so yeah, as you continue to review us, we start climbing the ladder. So remember Jeremy shared last week, you used to have to type out the exact name of the podcast to get it to come up. Well, this last week you could just search worship and we were one of the podcasts that came up. So that's that's what those reviews do. So please, please, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. Yes, please. We need that. We need it guys. We need it guys. We need you. Is that what they mean when they say making gains? Hmm. I think it could, it, we could it could mean that. Help us make gains. Help on us, our make, podcast help us make gains. <laughs> Put a little That's bit fantastic. of the business on there. That's right, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the last segment of our podcast before we jump back into our interview with Elisa Turner. 
that we call sliding into the DMs. Well, each week we get, I mean, in a week's time, we probably have hundreds of DMs that are sent to us uh, from you guys. Sometimes it's questions, sometimes it's comments. Hey, we love you guys, um, all of it. But we do get a ton of questions. And so um, we, we've we got this portion of the podcast set in place so that we can take maybe one of those each week and just really kind of expand on it because uh, we have only so much room in Instagram that you can go ahead and respond to stuff. And so, uh, Mr. Probs, what are we going to be addressing this week? Preparation. Preparation is a huge issue uh, yep. for both of our disciplines, right? On the production side, oh, yeah. certainly oh, huge. Yeah. Um, you know, on the music side, it's, it is huge. And we get a lot of questions. I've got a guitar player who won't listen to the, you know, songs ahead of time and practice. Um, you know, we've talked before about the difference between practice and rehearsal. Uh, yeah. Practice is what you do at home. Rehearsal is what you do when you, uh, I've used this analogy before, like you bring all the ingredients together, you put them in a bowl, mix them up, and you bake the cake. That is Ooh. rehearsal, right? Ooh. So but practice is what you do on your own. And so, um, first of all, let me just let me just cut to the chase. If you are listening to this podcast and you don't practice before rehearsal, that's that's a doinkish thing to do. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 got to you got to you got to do it man. And so here's the deal like what happens in the rehearsal time is so important uh in creating moments and and being prepared for rehearsal will set your team free. It will set your team free to be able right. to work on moments and those little nuances that make uh, all the difference in the world uh, when when it comes uh, to leading the congregation in worship, which is what uh, which is what we're all about. And so, just before I say anything else, man, if you don't practice before rehearsal, stop. Take a look in the mirror. Start practicing. Okay. Wow. I I once had a guy the most the most enraging thing I've ever heard related to preparation is I heard a, a piano player say, and this was, this is not anybody who's currently on my team. I get a lot of questions about that. This is not anybody who's currently on my team. This was years ago. He said, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't practice anymore because he doesn't need it. He'd kind of thought he had really mastered the, the whole, uh, the whole thing that, uh, that he was going to be about. And so he could just roll in anytime. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this. That is absolute hogwash. First of all, it didn't work. Uh, it didn't manifest itself in the way he uh, played, in the way he yeah. operated in our services. And it's also um, it's a it's a detriment to the whole team. It's it, first of all, I think it's I think it's disrespectful. I know that's a strong word, but I think it's disrespectful to God. Um, you know, God, uh, we're encouraged uh, in the Bible, Colossians 3, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord. Um, you know, we're, that's a that's a biblical command. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Um, you know, being uh, prepared individually uh, is just going to help the collective, especially if everybody is doing that, which is what I hope is happening. Um, I've shared this before. Um, Sir Anthony Hopkins, you know, who played Hannibal Lecter and so many other yeah. mem memorable roles, who's Academy Award winner. Um, when he gets a new script, he reads it 250 times. 
250 yes. times because it's not his his role is not just to know his own part his role is to know everybody's part and so, so i think that's a yep. really good model for all of us um but it even goes uh goes further uh it's not just about uh knowing your own part but knowing how your part fits into the whole um those are yeah. all things that you do in practice um and and by the way none of us is ever uh above practice what regardless 100%. of what your your discipline in you've heard jeremy talk about uh when he started in ministry you know getting to the church early and going in and opening his his quiz tones app, which by the way, they should have made a mint off of us because we talk about quiz tones all the time. If that's a, we do, if that's even a thing, but you would, Jeremy would be in the church early, going in and practicing uh, audio concepts. You know what? Yep. Frequencies. This. What? What am I? What's happening here? But you know, regardless of what your discipline is, practice, practice, practice. Oh my word! Right. I could talk about this for the rest of the day. So I better pass the baton. Well, I mean, have you ever heard the Beatles? They they jumped out of the off the road for an entire year, and all they did was practice like eight hours a day to get ready to come over to the United States of America. Wow, the Beatles, time, man. big, like, big, big. Some would say the greatest band of all time. I would not say that, but yeah, they got off the road, and all they did was practice to come over to the United States of America. Um, they say Michael Jordan, in however many times in his career, he had. 150 chances to be the guy who makes the last shot at the end of the game. He made it like 32 times, but every time he missed, he would go shoot that shot 1000 times before the next game. So that if he did get the ball in his hands, he could be able to do it. So, I mean, I don't think that, um, you could come up with an excuse for me that you don't need to practice. I just, not too long ago, I watched an interview with John Mayer and, uh, when he was going to go out with the grateful dead, and he goes, I literally took six months off the road and all I did was learn a new Grateful Dead song every day. Mm, mm, he said, mm, I, mm. I didn't I didn't get paid. I didn't make any money. I didn't make any albums or anything. I practiced for six months to get ready for the Grateful Dead stuff. Arguably, yeah. one of the greatest guitar players of our current uh, age and all he yeah. talked about was how much he practiced. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? And, if he's, and just look, fam, we love you. We do. But if he's practicing, you need you to need practice. To yeah. And, and that goes for me too, by the way. I, as a leader, I model preparation for my team. So if I come in and I'm not prepared, what does that say to my team? Yeah. It's just a word. He doesn't mean that. You don't have to be prepared yeah. for this. Yeah, we'll work it all out at rehearsal. Well, if you're on my team and you are listening to this, um, we're about to have a family chat about preparation. So a come on fam meeting, a come on fam meeting because, uh, yeah, you know, you, everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. You are not busier than anyone. We're all right. busy. And, um, that it's a waste of everyone's time. If you come to rehearsal and you're not prepared. So like what I try to do, I try to model it. So, um, like advancing my craft, so a lot of times, like if I watch, like I jump on MXU, put out some new videos in the on-demand library and I learn some new concepts, like I make sure I wait and try to employ some of those things in front of my volunteers. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll go, guys, I was watching this video because I really want to get better at compressing. And so, um, let's sit down together and, and then all of a sudden they see, wow, he 
he cares enough to try to, even though my, my, my volunteers think I'm doing a good job, they see me constantly trying to improve what I'm doing and it gets them excited. Then if they see me doing it, um, a lot of times what I'll try to do too is like, if there's something that I feel like the team needs to learn, I'll do this whole thing together. Like, um, you know, so if the guys want to learn more about EQ, so like I've been thinking about turning around the idea of having a quiz tones party at the church, nice. going in my office with the studio speakers and stuff and like ordering some food, sitting in my office and getting my audio guys and we could just laugh and pull it up and like, all right, let, let's see who can get the highest score. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Turn it into a little competition. Absolutely. That's showing them, oh, you know, and then they'll go home on their own because if we do this again, they want to be better at it. You know what I mean? So I work really hard. And then the other thing I do is this. If one of my audio guys comes in and is like, hey, I, I was really thinking about I want to do this, this and this, you know, and, and I see they've been making an effort outside, encourage the snot out of them. Mm-hmm. Wow, I really can tell you were listening this week and you were thinking about it. You know what I mean? Or um, like my pro presenter people, like, hey, I watched a couple of videos and I'm trying to figure out how to do this, this, and this. Can we make that happen? And then I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I do a good job encouraging the moment. And then a day or two, like, hey, thanks again for caring enough about the kingdom to advance what you're trying to do. So that's really, that's the other side of it. And that's a great thing to bring up. That's like the positive reinforcement of, you know, thank you. You honored God. You honored our church. You honored our team by yep. preparing. That's a really good observation. Yeah. And so I, I like what you said. It's about the whole and how you're contributing to the whole thing. Cause you may have came in and ripped this amazing almond brother solo in the middle of, you know, come thou found thou, come thou king. And it made zero sense. It may have been awesome, but like, you obviously didn't listen and you were more worried about yourself and, and your little solo being heard than you mm-hmm. cared about what's going on with the whole, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Here's the deal. Like that out of a, you know, a 20 minute set, how many, how much time was that solo? Yeah. That's 20 seconds. Maybe. Maybe. Right. And then you've got uh, 19 minutes and 40 seconds or of other stuff that you need to be preparing. So. Yep. You just practicing is big. And I think I I like what Mr. Prop said. If you're not practicing, you need a heart check. Mm, Absolutely. And and I would even, I would say a part of that heart check should be, you know, evaluating, um, is is there space in your life for this? Yeah. You know, and maybe there, maybe you come to the end of it. You need to clear some space for it. Or maybe you need, you come to the thing we, we need to take a little bit of a break. Yep. Yep. That's all really good. Well, I hope, uh, I hope you guys take this to heart because here's the deal. I I know if you're up there serving and you're given the time, you care about what it sounds like, what you're presenting to the, to the congregation, how you're honoring the Lord in it. And so just, man, maybe take some time praying. Like, is there ways maybe I could even get better at this? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's all about bringing God glory. Amen. That's what it's all Amen. about in the end. Absolutely. So, All right, man. Well, let's get into the second part of our interview with Elisa Turner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is the last question of the five. Okay. And it's a little bit of a deeper dive. If if we could get like every worship volunteer, every player, every singer, every production person in like a massive arena somewhere. Wow. We had them all together and we gave you the microphone. What would you want to say to them? 
goodness. And you can take a second because yeah. I can yeah. edit it. I can yeah. edit it out if you want to okay. take a second to think. I, you know, it's interesting. Ever since I started to step on stage and lead, and even though I'm like, oh, it's in my blood. My dad was a just beautiful mm-hmm. worship leader and all this kind of stuff. But I, I always felt very uh, un, unqualified. Um, and I know all the sayings that Jesus qualifies those who, mm-hmm. who he calls and all that kind of stuff. But I still felt rather unqualified. Uh, yeah. When you go through so much stuff and it just, it it turns, you, you know, it's like people see your rough edges from mm. life and some of it you just can't hide. Mm. Um, and I think I need, I needed to know that it was still okay, that I stood on a stage and and not just worshiped, but that I could, I could still lead people in worship, even though I was struggling with, with all kinds of, whether if it was, um, from things in my past, from grief, from anger, I'm still struggling with with all the whys that I have for for God, and that even with all of that unresolved, that I that I was still supposed to stand there and lead and and still completely be myself. Now, sometimes, like people like Gilbert would like to, to pull in the reins on me. Sometimes <laughs> I, I can maybe be too much myself, uh, <laughs> but I would rather err on the side of that. Um, I think there. There's more room now than there was back in the day, even when my dad was a worship pastor. There's more room now to feel like you can be truly human and still love Jesus and still have have the authority to lead people. And I think sometimes we need to tell the people around us that it's okay mm-hmm. uh, to not put each other uh, or have a congregation even put someone else like a worship pastor on a pedestal, but to know that we are walking through the same trenches um, it's just that I, I've been called and I've, uh, God has placed a certain kind of gifting in me. And, and I, it doesn't mean I know more than anybody else that we are, we are all one. If you take the hands of everybody around you, just hold hands, just remind you, we are, we're all the same, mm-hmm. differently beautiful and, and created by, by the one and only, but we're still all together. We, we are all walking this road together and leading each other, whether you're on yeah. a platform or not. So whether you're on a Sunday morning or you're sitting around a breakfast table with your family, um, in, in whatever areas of your life, um, you are called to be a, a leader um, and a worshiper, um, not just in, in the moments that you're, you're standing on a stage. So I would, and I would just also just want everybody just to pray for each other, to mm-hmm. get over the weirdness. You know that Sunday morning, like, and now greet your neighbor. Ooh, everybody's yeah. stomach sinks to the ground. Like, <laughs> and I don't know why, because I'm like, I love meeting my neighbor. I mean, most of the time, most of the time, depends on the neighbor. But, yeah. but you know, but it's but it's a matter of like getting getting past the like, oh really? Oh no, this is a, we should embrace this to turn around and, and lay your hands on the people around you, because mm. sometimes again they just don't feel like they have the space or the freedom to to really share what they're walking through, what they're going through. Maybe marriage and their home with their kids with their job because you feel like well i'm i'm a worship leader and this is i th- this is the area the box that i can live in and walk in and be seen in when there's i'm like well there's more to your life than just this moment um so just letting letting people in and also being the one to dive into other people's lives and yes. stuff and say hey it's okay it's okay you're okay mm, that's right mm, mm. So. i love that we're not Oof. we're not meant to do this thing alone yeah absolutely 
Yeah. We're supposed to have that vertical relationship with the Lord, yeah. but then he also ordained it for us to have that horizontal relationship with each other. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it without each yeah. other. Yeah. That's so good. That is so good. So, Alisa, yeah. when did you realize God gave you a gift in songwriting? <laughs> Sometimes I still wonder. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. After I, watching your lyric videos, I don't wonder yeah. one bit. So you know go ahead what? and co-sign that. Let me say this. It is such a team thing. So so I there are things that I am um very quick on in the writing room is, uh, you know, I hope I don't want to burst your bubble, but lyric is what I am slowest on. So it's interesting when you're sitting in a group of writers and you have a, an allotted amount of time to get this song out. A lot of times I will put, especially if it's a song for my project or record, anything like that, I, I will make sure there's a the right lyric person that really knows me and my language and my heart, my story. And a lot of yeah. times I would just babble on for like 30, 45 minutes. And usually something I say, someone's like, that's it. And sometimes it's me. I, I know what I want to write about, but sometimes it's someone else um, who says that's a line right there. And, and then that all of a sudden this whole song unravels from that. So it's such a team thing for such a long time when I was younger, I wrote by myself. And, and I love that because I love the freedom I get in the amount of time and space, how much creativeness I can put into it uh, versus a lot of a lot of times when you're writing more with industry writers, they're thinking of checkoff lists and is it radio? Is it congregation? Is it uh, vertical? I mean, all these all these things that you want to make sure that are very important. Uh, so there's there's two things. You know, I, I love that. I love the challenge of that. And I love making sure that it's going to reach people and be able to be sung by people and impact people. Yet I love my, my personal time when I just write uh, by myself. And I remember when I first started writing, I, I mean, it was years of I could not write past a 90 second song. I mean, I just I would get to the end of 90 seconds and nothing would come. Um, but I just stuck with it. And I think now like my niche in the writing room is always melody. Um, I, I feel so much, and you probably hear that in the way that I, I sing or um, express lyric and, and stuff. So I, 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 the melody comes from the emotion or the lyric of the song. So melody is a big thing for me. Um, yeah. I tend to always go with my melodies over somebody else's, unless it's for radio. Um, but you know, I, honestly, full answer is just, it's, a, it's such a team thing, it really is. Because I'm looking at some of these songs. Um, I know one song that I say I'm looking at song select right now. Like <laughs> our church like loves as it is in heaven. <gasps> Do they? Oh, that's so and, cool. And we're 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 doing your version of it. Like Aww. and they they about explode through the through the roof when we start doing it. And it was like from day one. That is so um, our church too. Our church, we man, from the first Sunday. That's such a that is a special song, yeah. Oh my it's such gosh! God, just what special things that happened during leading that song, and oh, that's so cool to hear. That makes me happy. <laughs> so you've, you've probably done this before, but like, can you tell us a little bit, like, my prayer for you? Yeah. Like, oh, good. Night. Like maybe why that song was there a season going on? Because I know like, this was. So I watched your story and yep. then this was the first one I listened to and I was just like bawling at my computer, emailing uh, Mr. Probs over here and just going, uh, <laughs> have you been listening to these songs? And he's like, yes, yeah. I'm just on the floor right now. And my, so my, re my reply was, yeah. my prayer for you is, is got to be one of the greatest songs of faith that I've ever heard. That's incredible. And I will never forget the first time I heard it. I was oh. absolutely undone. 
Um, yeah. And we've done that at our church, and they are undone. Oh, it is, my gosh. It is incredible. just, it is, oh, man, it's real. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so thanks, man. I Thanks. I'm going to cry. So you go ahead and answer that question. Yeah, that, you know, that again came from <laughs> such a, so a team, uh, two of the writers, Michael Fair and Jessica Campbell. Um, and all, all three of us uh, were going through, particularly two of us, were going through huge life kind of altering things. Um, and just kind of desperate for some kind of hope to hold on to. Um, and so that it started with them too. And then, and then me being pulled into it. And, um, it, it's interesting. It, when I first heard some of like, they had started it. And when I first heard it, I was standing in the airport and they were like, Hey, take a listen to this song. Um, and I'm just ball. I mean, bawling, hmm. bawling, bawling, but I hear songs all the time, but I'm like, Oh my God this is yes i i need i need to be in on this i need to help like it just i it wrecked me and i just remember getting on a plane i'm like these people are gonna think like i my dog just died or something i mean bloodshot eyes and everything um and so just being able to pour into what i the things that i've walked through as well as one of the other writers um just such a very very raw time it was just raw um, and, and it felt like God kind of took all this, all these raw pieces of our stories and just wove them together so beautifully. Um, and it's just a, a song of just reminding us that, he, that he's, he's with you through it. Uh, he's just, what, all, he's, yeah. that he's with you. And by the way, like every now and then a song comes along that, that is just a, a absolutely perfect match of yeah. the voice and the words, yeah, yes, you know, the artist and the 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 message, and yeah. that is one that would go on my Mount Rushmore of of Christian songs, and I I'm not, I would say that if we were interviewing somebody That's else today, incredible, uh, because Thank it's you. it is just that. as it, good wow. as it gets, man. It reminds me some of like uh, uh, no longer slaves, like everyone tries yeah. it. And everybody does it, but nobody can sing it like the Helsinger girl. Or <laughs> yes, I don't even so know how true. you say her last name. <laughs> yeah. But when she, when she gets that like That's, oh, Janis Joplin, woo. Pat Benatar thing going, you're like, okay. <laughs> there she nobody goes. Nobody else should ever sing that. We, I, In our church, we've been singing uh, Fighting for Us. And I think <gasps> Michael Farron helped write that too. song, yeah. So we've been listening to it. We've been, Our people love it. Well, then we heard the Anthony Evans Jr. version of it. Oh, yes. yes and then my worship pastor goes, I'm never singing again. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like out. <laughs> yeah, it's four steps higher than we right? do it. And <laughs> that dude is a vocal gymnast, man. He can yep. do anything. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, what would you what would you say? Like, we've got uh, a lot of listeners who are on the younger end of just starting out, and if yeah. if they're kind of yeah. wrestling with a songwriting gift, what 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 would be your word to them? Oh man, you just got you got to put the time in. Mm. You know, it's it's. It's, it's just, it's those hours. I mean, you hear like the 10,000 hours that people put into something before you really see something come to life. But there is, there's no, I mean, every now and then someone is just born out of the womb with just fantastic talent and they can just play every instrument, all this kind of stuff. But for the majority of people, it's just a matter of, of it's a discipline, such a discipline. And, and, you know, it's interesting. Something I've learned from sitting with people like Michael Fair and Tony Wood is that sometimes you have these moments of just incredible inspiration that just overwhelm you. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is the way I always want to write songs, but you always have to wait for those moments. And then you just end up not having many because you don't sit down and, and 
do write all the songs in between. Uh, but a lot of times you have to actually chase the inspiration. You have to stick with it until it comes. Yep. Um, and so it's just a matter of like uh, owning your craft. Whether you are an artist artist, um, which is awesome. There's there's no right or wrong on, on how to use your gifts. I think that's been a, a thing I've, I've worked through is that I think sometimes I've dealt with, am I, is it okay to still sing about other stories or either other genres outside of worship? I'm like, God, God is glorified by you using your gifts. Whether you are a worship leader, whether you play piano on the worship team or you play the piano for the symphony. It, it is all about using your gifts and to be able to truly fully use your gifts, you gotta own your craft and your skill. So you gotta mm. put the hours in. Doesn't mean you have to be a professional to stand up and do what you do, but you, but you need to be prepared. Um, and, and particularly in the songwriting world, you, you're gonna have to learn how to get out of your comfort zone. I was so much more comfortable sitting at a piano by myself. I wasn't rushed. I didn't have people saying yes or no, or making me all of a sudden insecure. And so, you know, there was a lot of beautiful things that can come from moments of like that, but then being put into a situation with other people, you're kind of nervous, you're anxious, you're afraid to say something stupid. But what happens is it just pushes you, it challenges you. So put yourself in situations that challenge you. If you've written some songs, now you need to go find a place to play them, whether if it's, uh, whether if it's for the church or whether if it's an open mic night, uh, mic night on a Tuesday night somewhere in, in town. Um, challenge mm -hmm. yourself, put in the hours, um, and know that if, if this is something of your heart, then you better go for it and, and don't look back. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. That's great. Yeah, Absolutely. That's yeah. good. Whew. Well, Elisa, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So, what, what what's the name of your latest album? Miracle or not? Yeah, Miracle or not. Yep, yeah, came out uh, beginning of, of last summer. Uh, awesome. It's been a, a fun ride. We're we're now back in the studio writing more, and uh, it's been a, yes. a very awesome. a very fun season of of creativity. Uh, and and just yeah, I'm I cannot wait to share more songs. <laughs> what do you enjoy more when you're in the studio or being out actually performing the oh, album? Oh, on the road, hands down. Hands down. That is like, <laughs> that is my life. Let's just, it brings me to life. Uh, the studio kind of turns me into like a, a nutcase to a degree. I yeah. slightly lose my mind, overthink everything. Um, I want, you know, it's not just like, oh, I'm a perfectionist and I want it perfect, but it's just like, once I hear something in my head of how it's supposed to be, I, I just won't stop until we get it there. And so yeah. it's it's such a it's a it's a, almost like a mental exhaustion uh, with the you know and we we have tons of fun too. We have tons of fun, tons of laughs, tons of coffee breaks and Uno games to just get our brain <laughs> off gear yes. to then get it back yes. on gear. So we've got all kinds of things to help, but um, but being able to like bring these songs to life, to just release them into the air to the people that they get to then be impacted by them and then take them home and do what they want with them. That, that is what I, I mean, I live for that. That's and you awesome. hear it, honestly, oh. hearing you say sure. that, I, I hear it in your songs. Like, I think one of the things that attracted me so much when I was jumping off and listening yeah. were the melodies are not obvious melodies. Right. Like, you do things that are like a little different. Right. And it was, it was captivating, oh. you know, like, I love my elevation and my, but it sometimes can be real cookie cutter of what right. it's doing. And so right. when you hear things that are just a little different, yep. it, it it just kind of engages you. And so, yeah, I can definitely hear that come through in your music. For oh, sure. Oh, that's 100%. so cool. I love it. Absolutely. Oh. So cool. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank yeah. you so much. Seriously. Thank you. Thank this you. Is, this has been awesome. The, for those of you listening, Alisa Turner Music is yes. her Instagram handle. Go follow her. You <laughs> will not be sorry. I promise. <laughs> and I, I will put uh, links in the show notes to Fabulous. her Instagram and iTunes and Spotify and awesome. all that kind of stuff, too. Awesome. So. Wonderful. Oh, awesome. this was so great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Alisa. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, you guys have a good day. Thanks, you too. I'm, I, I am a huge Alisa Turner fan. Dude, I feel like we made another BFF. I do, too. I really do. Um, so great getting to talk with her and, uh, she's a, she's a fun social media follow. She is man at Elisa Turner music on Instagram or yeah. on the gram. Uh, she's fantastic. Yeah, she really is. So go follow her. And while you're doing that, if you're not go follow us, we are so close to 50 K and from there you get to know who Mr. Probs is. And then you get to see all of the, all of the plans that we have been plotting behind closed doors start to unwrap and unravel. And so we're, man, I just can't say it enough. We are so thankful for you, the listeners of the Worship Leader Probs podcast all over the the globe at this point who are being part of this community. And we don't take it for granted. And we just are so thankful for you guys. And so don't forget, you can contact us using our email, info at worshipleaderprobs.com. You want to submit your MVPs or your prayer concerns, you can go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. And we would just love to hear from you guys. And so, hey, we are so thankful for y'all, the listeners. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.